podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. That was a cool little touch with those um, mini belts for your kids. Right, right. I, I appreciate the WBC. Yeah. Um, what do you, when this fight was first mentioned? I mean, how how excited were you to get you know this type of opportunity? Well, if you pay attention to the caliber of the weight class, everybody has been talking about when Rosario was going to fight with J-Rock and whoever wins that fight, fight this fight. And then that got out the way, which was the IBF. And I, got, I think then, they, and then they made Petra Tejera fight Castanio and that fight went out the way. So now it's just like, you know, like, it's fall of marbles. It's, it's a huge opportunity for me. I'm good as feel to be the shot caller after fighting so hard to be in this position. All moves go through Jermel Charlo. It almost makes you feel like every other state. It's 50 states versus Texas, you know, like, you know, and like, uh, I feel like super huge feeling that Texas finally get an opportunity to fight for it. something undisputed. Does it trip you out the fact that even without your accomplishment, well, all the stuff you accomplished, people still be out there hating on you. Oh, he can't do this. First it was like, you couldn't be a champion, now you're a champion. Rather be a disputed champion, now you can't do this. You can't do it in this weight class. Does it bother you the fact that people still hate you? Well, um, I mean, that's the nature of my sport, you know. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not as much. I, I feel like I must must not be as much likable as everybody else. But I've tried my best to be as likable as I can. Um, you know, you come here to support me or not. You know, like I'm gonna fight for all of the belts right now, and that's a huge thing for me. So it's either you like it or not, you respect it or not. You come to Texas, and you in Texas, you come to support Jamal Charlo, okay? Jamal Charlo and Jamal Charlo, the Charlo twins, and we're in your city. Pull up, baby. We're gonna fight, and we're gonna put on a show for you. Does it bother you the fact that people still question your resume? Who's he fought? You got these belts. They still like, who's he fought? Nah, nah. If they, they question my resume at this point, I'm just like, okay, you must not know about the sport of boxing because obviously you don't know my weight division. How important was it to have this fight in Texas? You, know, you fought in Barclays, you fought in Vegas. Well, I had a lot of um, venues. Um, I could have fought in Vegas, LA, New York. But thank God it made it to its point to where I'm fighting in Texas. You know, like, I'm. I'm, I'm much more excited about that than anything. Um, low key, it haven't really hit me yet. You know, like I'm fighting in Texas, bro. Like that's tight. Just Texas alone, but San Antonio, cool. That's tight. That's even doper. Like San Antonio caught a lot of boxing fans. People from Houston go to San Antonio all every weekend. So, like, why not come peep me fight? Uh, you, you just mentioned. You just mentioned how obviously there's a lot of fights that were being talked about, but people getting knocked off. For many, many years, your name has been the one consistent name at the top of the 154-pound division. We just saw Jared Hurd be upset it, uh, recently as well. Talk to us about the consistency throughout your career and being able to remain, you know, top dog at and 100. I, I just want to say thank you to God because, I mean, Hurd, he got beat by J-Rock, and I think Rosario beat J-Rock, and then all of a sudden I come out of nowhere, boom, I beat, you know, Rosario, but... You know, Lubin, I knocked him out, and all the other people, I knocked him out. Like, when I, when I lost to Sonny Harrison, I revenged my loss. Shout out to the WBC. They really believed in me because if it wasn't for the WBC, I probably wouldn't have never got the opportunity. You know, like, who would have thought that I would have made that title back to keep my ranking? So now, you know, me being the top dog in the division and fighting for all of that I could fight for, it's just like now I got, feel like I got so much more on my plate than anybody. Jamel, to be in all these arenas like your Toyota Center going to be at AT&T, I know you were fighting Dallas. Does it expire you to be in one of these stadiums, either AT&T Stadium or Lion or the Alamo Dome to take it to the next I wish I had my own stadium, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I, fought, I fought in Toyota Stadium before. I fought in Lion Arena before. 
talking about the stadium, the football stadium. So it's about you to yeah. get to that level. Now, now to move across the nation, the, the state, it's huge. Jermaine, so talk about uh, just obviously you, your brother Earl. How old were you when you guys started talking about like we're gonna headline, we're gonna, we're gonna. Nah, man, I don't think we was even professionals when I first spoke on being a headline in boxing. Like now I'm a headline, like that's crazy to me. That's bizarre to me. It's still crazy to me. Like I won't enjoy this stuff until my children are like apart and up to age to where they could talk to me about it. Right now I'm just living a life and a dream come true. I can't believe that I'm actually fighting in front of my son. You know, like I'm fighting in front of my son, he's 12 years old almost. My daughter's almost 10. It's just like crazy to me. My fiance, she watching, my baby. It's just amazing, big things for me. Um, it gives me another spark for, for sure. But for sure, dog, like I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow. Like I used to go to, I used to drive to San Antonio for three and a half hours just to go to UTSA, hang out with there, take a classes and just go to San Antonio and six flags. Now I'm actually to see if any of those party members could come watch me fight like and they'll, they'll they come out like san antonio is a dope ass sport i mean dope ass city that loves sports because they don't have football right so why not support boxing no there's a distributor that you got a lot of respect in the hood and in the suburbs like they like you in the woodlands and they like you in south south houston yeah so that's the difference between me right so like 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 people in the hood like i love my hood like i love every hood especially a leaf and southwest i've been to south park i've been in the north side acres home. South Dallas, like yeah yeah i've been even in south dallas of course and that's in a whole nother state but like I'm really, really, I, I care about just respect, period. You know, and if you respect it, respect is the same way, even if you're in the suburbs or not. So um, I love the fact that, like, like Texas, it's just like a Texas thing. Let's gravitate to mostly about that. But I love the hood, dog. Like, I just can't get the hood out of me. The hood, I'm going to eat ramen noodles forever. Every time <laughs> but that ain't uh, not only the hood eat ramen noodles, you know, the suburbs eat it too. So it's just like, you know, it's things that we all share in common and uh, we enjoy it. Some people from the suburbs just come from the hood and they'll meet and say, what are the things you like? Uh, we'll be able to uh, converse in common. Well, you mentioned Rosario and um, Lubin. What do you think about that fight? You know they're fighting next week. Hey, Lubin and Rosario fighting next week, and that's a really that's a tough fight. fight for both of them. Um, I don't believe, well, I don't want to make any predictions because I might be at that fight. But uh, <laughs> I think Rosario has a redemption on his mind, um, and Lubin has a ego on his mind. So either one of one or the other will get broken. Because he always asks for a rematch with you. Correct, correct. Lubin. That's correct. I hear it all the time. Mel, uh, Winky Wright was the last undisputed champion at 154 back in 2004. It's been a while since somebody's been that. How do you want your legacy in the sport to be remembered as, and what is underrated in Jermel Charlo's boxing game? Um, my mental mostly is underrated. Like, I, I really I pay attention to how people don't really understand my mental about the sport of boxing. The longer you're in boxing, the better your mental becomes. And um, Lubin is a great fighter, you know, like he's up in the top 10 and I feel like a lot of people can't fuck with him. And so, sorry, sorry, a lot of people can't beat Lubin, but a lot of people will be able to, to put up a good fight with him. And so Rosario as himself is a great fighter, um, but he has a lot more to show me because he hasn't put up most of the stats Lubin has. Lubin beats her at Gersh. Statistics pay the bills, you know, so. Um, I really don't know what this really specs, you know, give. I don't. I, I'm not the one that's fighting for them, so I don't know neither one of the motherfuckers, and neither do I like any boxer. boxer. Obviously, you're gonna roll with your boy Spence against Pacquiao, but do you think that's a tough fight? You think uh, it's gonna be a few rounds till Spence breaks him down? What do you think about I think, that fight? I think with the consistent pressure that Spence throws, nothing, nothing matters that Pacquiao does. Pacquiao ain't got he's nothing not for a, him. He's not a. 
he's not a Porter, he's not a Thurman, he's not a Danny Garcia, he's not none of those guys. Like Spence is completely a different animal. Spence can move, he can box, he can punch, he can do a lot of different things in his arsenal. But the caliber of fighters he's been fighting hasn't shown him everything that Pacquiao would show him. So if Spence has to take it up another level, I feel like nothing, nothing matters. Like Spence wins that, they'll say, they'll say Pacquiao is old, they'll talk shit about Spence and all this other bullshit. But I feel like no matter what they say to me personally, Spence has that other spark. He has that other ethos as, aspect that nobody else has. Do you think he'll keep him out of the on the outside with his range. And like, if it wants to come on the inside, that's where they fuck up at. Like, Spence is really a great inside fighter. Like, they fuck up. Like, like this is a bad fuck up fight. I'm telling you, I got, watch what I'm gonna tell you. Like, Spence is really coming to win. And no matter what, if it takes from the 11 round, if it's tied up, 12 round, Spence wins. Jermel, have you talked Not to about Spence? being friends and shit. Yeah, yeah. Have you talked talk. to Spencer or even talked to uh, Derek James about kind of that fight and, and the, the preparation kind of stuff, um, anything like that? Nah, honestly, I haven't. I've been really focused on my fight day in, day out. I haven't talked to um, Derek about it. But you, you told me yesterday uh, between you and Castaño, you, he's going to come at you, you're going to come at him. You feel like it's going to be fight of the year. I know fighters maybe don't kind of want to get in fights of the year, right? You kind of want to be dominant. So what is it about Castaño's style that you feel it's, it's, well, it's going to be? I haven't been in a fight where my life has been on the line to the, to the extreme, you know? And if this is the moment that I got to put my life on the line for my family, I'm willing to take that risk, you know? like. No matter what it takes, if Brian Castano wants to fight and he wants to bang, I'm willing to bang. And if he wants to, if I have to box to win, I'm mentally smart enough to box to win. So with that being said, I'm undisputed. You know, like this is an opportunity for me, not just for me, but for Texas. I'm excited. You know, I really want, I want this more than he do. It's all about who's hungrier. It, you know, we're both in shape type of fighters. We both can throw a lot of punches. I mean, obviously I don't throw a lot of punches because I punch hard. But, well, I'll punch hard for the 12 rounds. I don't think that because of, you know, they say power don't matter. But in this particular moment, I think power going to make a difference. Power going to make a difference on his pressure as well. Talk about, obviously, you, you always train to win. You, you, you train your hardest all the time. But him coming to your state, I feel like that gives you a little bit of edge. Like, no, no one's coming into your house to, to, to take what's yours. I mean, you know, they could come fight. That's what, the name of the game. Right? I've been here 35 times. I want to take a chance in my life, you know? This is the chance that I take. Whenever I take a chance and it's somebody that's tough and rugged and ready to rumble, like, let's go. Like, bro, like I, you know, I don't hear a lot of shit talking, so I can't keep running your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but I will push that out there, you know? Like, this is what I do. I, I do strive off of Mr. Keep running your mouth. I mean, Jamal, really quick, uh, obviously, you become undisputed July 17th. Earl's successful against Pacquiao. I mean, it'd be hard to argue with Derrick James right there being uh, trainer of the year, right? Correct. You know, uh, undisputed champion and having three of the four belts for Arrow at welterweight. Why do you think that maybe, um, as mentioned earlier, maybe he is a little underappreciated or not spoke, uh, Derrick that well, is. Like, why do you think that? Derrick's from the old school, you know, like, they don't look for attention. A lot of people that's in boxing, they want to look for attention because they want their fighter. They want to be the coach that get, get another fighter. Derek is the type of coach that doesn't want another fighter. So he's quiet, you know, like it takes a lot to be that guy that's a hell. Let me get the next fighter that's going to be a champion. Derek's looking at this opportunity like, hey, these are my studs, these are my guys, let's keep fighting. So Derek doesn't gravitate to that bullshit. So now, what your question is just like, you know, 
I think because of the talent, the natural talent that me and Earl both have, it takes nothing to, to, to defect what um, these opponents want. Me, as long as you got two great fighters and you got a great coach who can stimulate the mind, hey, we're, 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 we're ready to win. Obviously, you, know? you made the transition from Ronnie Shields to Derek a few years. Being under Derek and uh, working with Derek now for a few years, what do you think, looking back throughout these years, what do you think has been the best thing he's brought out of you? Uh, you know, uh, Just my personality, you know, like a lot of people talk that shit and say, Jamelo then wasn't talking like this until he got this money. <laughs> they don't know you. Like, I had that street money, too. You know? <laughs> like, like, I was satisfied. I mean, a lot of people in the streets wasn't making much money as me still at that time. But right. thank God to boxing. I'm not out of, I'm out of the streets, but I'm still boxing. I'm fucking shit right. up. Like, that's what it's about. But because of Derek, it, it created, a, like, a different, like, humbleness in me. And then look at my career. Like, I lost before. I've bounced back. I fought for more, and I have more hunger. I'm jet fuel, what they call it. And everybody remind me, Jamel, put that Jet Fuel together. That, J put that, that, that Jet JPA. Fuel. That yeah. JPA. <laughs> you know, know. <laughs> get, let's get more ethos. You know, sometimes in life you don't have to have too much. And I, you know, it took a lot for me to do a press conference right now. You know, like I'm not, I'm not really one of those guys. I can talk, yes, but I'm not really one of the talkers because I'm like a walker. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'm really like serious about everything I say, and I'm just afraid to say the wrong thing so it's like I'm battling mentally with everything and um yeah it takes a lot for me to be to be uh humble I guess they could what they would call it but I'm not arrogant it's just not, I'm just not into the BS that people would say you know if you make a mistake in saying something dumb to me I'm gonna correct it do you feel that maybe people misinterpret you just because of how vocal like you're, you're yourself you're genuine do you feel that maybe because you're not what they want to see Right, the the stereotypical. Do you feel that maybe that's why people? Yeah. Well, I've learned a lot in life now after so long. Um, no matter what they say about me, you just gotta keep being you. Um, if I was decide to to be who they said I would be, I'd be all kind of different people. Then I would be making make much more mistakes. But I, I I tend to be me, and as you guys come along as the media, I try to correct every mistake as I can. Um, I, I pray and wish that y'all guys can get a, a, a true concept of me and figure me out. You know, it's, I'm, I'm different, completely different from my twin brother, and that's all I if, expect and want from you guys. But my twin brother is just a warrior as me. I love my brother to death. We do have our ups and downs, but I just want the world to know the difference between Jamil and Jamal Charlotte. I have a lot that I fight for. I fight for integrity. You know, I fight for men, I fight for peace, I fight for everything, you know, I fight for power, I fight for strength, I fight for condition. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, who gonna last longer? Do you have more than that than I do? Um, Mel, Mel, real quick, Mel, uh, you're a boxing brain, so obviously your opinion is valued. What do you make of this trilogy fight between Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury? What does Wilder have to do to avenge his loss? Well, first and foremost, is about admitting to his mistakes that he done in that fight. Um, like I said before, I have no problem with Wilder. I actually like Wilder as a fighter. I like Wilder as a, a puncher. I like Fury as a boxer. And I'm not here to be biased about anything. Um, I made a mistake the other day and I said race don't matter. You know, like I, I, I said race don't matter, but they took it and said, oh, race don't matter throughout the world. Like, no, I was talking about in that particular fight. I was talking about like, why does race matter during that fight? 
Now, race matters, of course, because you're judges and you can go statistical about everything, but race, like, like he said he was chocolate and because he was chocolate and he lost the fight, I just thought that was like bullish. You know? Didn't you reference like skills pay the bills? I did, I did, I did reference skill pay the bills. I don't know if people seen that, but when, when if skills pay the bills, why are we speaking on like I'm fighting a European, you know? Matt Ray, why don't want it to slap me like I was smoking bitch ass. Like I'm really, I'm not. I'm, I have people ready to go to prison for life for him. So it's like, I'm not interested in somebody saying they're gonna slap me, this is my life and your life that you're dealing with. So let's see who really more of that than like, since you're so like, right? Let's see if you really, really about that shit. Like, cause I was a, I was a part of this bitch before boxing. Like that's what I stand for. But at the end of the day, well, this is boxing, right? And then in boxing, during that fight, you know, I didn't see a significant way that they can say he cheated. Now, a lot of people say, man, gloves and all of this. Commissions check gloves right before fight, during the fight. They don't leave. I don't see any position happening where Wilder could have made a mistake or Fury could have did some cheating shit. If they didn't catch that, they're bogus on that. All right? Like, and, I, and I hate Fury for that. Like, I don't fuck with none of these motherfuckers. Fuck a Fury. Fuck a Wilder. Fuck all these motherfuckers. This is about us in Texas. Right? Like, I don't care about none of that shit. But I'm not here to, to turn against my black people. Like, I'm, I'm here for my black community. I'm here for my black fighters. I'm here for my black region, whatever. We, we've been doubted our whole life. We have never got the opportunity that we deserve. And because of that, I stand very strong for my black pride. And I want all of this to go out to y'all media people. I want y'all to pre present this out because hey, man, this is me correcting that bullshit that I've said. That's when I said race don't matter, which I should have said race didn't matter during that fight. So don't let it get fucked up. Race matters, of course. And I stand very proud. My day in my city is Juneteenth. They wouldn't have made that out if they said race didn't matter. You know, they understand me, so therefore it does, okay? And I want, no, I'm not done, I'm not done. Uh, I just want the world to know that I'm not, I'm not afraid to speak on racism. And I know it's not fair, but at the end of the day, you know, we all going to heaven, or we're trying to get to the gates of heaven. So we have to try our best to do everything we can to get to the gates of heaven. Even if you're white or black or not, you know, you know, it's a lot of religions that are made up and it's a lot of things that we should accomplish before we die. And right now, I believe during that situation of trying to belittle me, they're wrong. I'm here for my people, but I'm also here for anybody. That's real talk. That believe in me. This is the last question. Next. This is right from Houston. You want to San Antonio fight? Thank you, Kelly. Dallas. You're the best, baby. <laughs> Kelly, love you, mama. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Dallas, so I've seen you, your brother, come up. You're going to have a lot of fans there in San Antonio on July 17th. Correct, correct. You, do, you deal very good with pressure. Is that, are you going to start feeling when it comes Friday, you know, that, that night? Oh, my skin is thick. I have thick skin, bro. I don't think it takes anything to continue to deal with the same thing I've been dealing with my whole life. It's that now is the time to step up and be more stronger. Fans, I love my fans. My fans are here for me. I'm gonna go to the mall and shop before I fight, and I'm gonna go hang out with the people in San Antonio and maybe meet some firemen and maybe meet some people that's a, that, that took risk in their life. And I'm excited about San Antonio. I'm excited. It's just as excited as I am about San Antonio as I am about Houston. Mel, lastly, just uh, with Father's Day being tomorrow, obviously uh, you brought up your kids earlier and how they've grown and whatnot. Just talk to us about the conversations 
like these days with your children obviously as they're getting older they're starting to comprehend and understand things more you know sitting down with your son your daughter you know just your kids in general having those comments what are those conversations like between Jamel Charlo the dad and 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 his children here go coach here go coach well I love my children they come to my gym they watch me train they know everything about me <laughs> I love him man this is my guy bro <laughs> we don't have like like we trying our best to keep our uh, Sanity, like that's like I think I go crazier that he calms me down and he go crazy then they calm him down and if it's some smoke in the streets or some smoke in the city or some smoke on some boxing politicals, we're I'm, we're the guys to handle that shit with ease. I really appreciate Derrick James for everything he's done for me. Like my coach is not getting younger, he's getting older. So as he gets older, he gets wiser. <laughs> coach, coach, he's like my father, dog. This is dope to wait, me. Wait, you know, wait, we yeah, can share these yeah, moments together. This, this not about my age, though. <laughs> it was a compliment. He said you get a wiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I like that though, because I think you always have to be thought provoking. He helped me get wiser you, though. You it's crazy. You can't if you only hear, as somebody said, I'm only holding the mitts and stuff like that. Then you're wasting your time and you're not really being a part of what they're doing because it's a process, a life process about how they grow. Bigger than boxing. Hey, it's bigger than boxing. So I mean, I think that we talk about a lot of stuff. I think that. I mean, we talk about more life things than we talk about boxing stuff, you know, Because so. life is real. Like, yeah. like in reality, at, like, if I wasn't training, then what? Y'all wouldn't know nothing about me. And that's why, I, like, I call Derrick James for some of like the really shit ever. Yeah, like, you know my you name, know, like, Derrick, though. That, that people don't know that y'all about that life still? Like, all, all the stuff y'all don't know that y'all... <laughs> he's from Oakland, right? He's yeah. really about that life, though. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Maybe, yeah. maybe you're woke. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so he's I was talking to, to Derek a lot years back when you first started uh -huh. together. One thing that he said that caught my attention is that when you're at the gym, he's very particular on who comes to the gym and how he structures. He, he structures uh, how he structures you know, the training camp. And he said, I don't like uh -huh. anybody coming in because I could be doing this and somebody opens the door, takes my distraction off of Charlo. You like those little particular details that Derek has a made, coach? That's what made him so famous to me. When I come those to him, little things, right? like, bro, I have so much respect for my coach. And it's not just the, the boxing, it's like outside of the boxing. You go out to eat with him, he fucking flips his napkin over his plate. And it's just like, <laughs> like this guy is really, like, some etiquette is, like, great. Like, that's what makes hey, you a better man, man though. Well, I told my children these same things, though. Well, being from Dallas, as much as he gets back to the city, especially the Oak Cliff, we know yeah, how yeah. tough that city is. So that's another thing that we can appreciate. People don't see that, that, you know, Derek is always looking out for the community, even earlier right now. He's right. giving shoes to the kids. Yeah, yeah I just, you see, I just did the thing together today. We're all one, which is cool. You know, backpack giveaway for the kids. And, uh, we all won, you see? Yeah. See, nobody gonna but complain about that. Nobody could, could, could complain about that because we all actually are our one. You know, we, we all got one thing to do and that's make it to heaven. And that's what my coach tries for. You know, it's not like, oh, these are two colors. These are two different colors. But they know? really are two different things. They just saying, you know. We're I know, but we all are one. But I'm just saying, you know, we all. Don't correct oh, me right now. It's cool that y'all both are winning, and y'all as a society, yeah, well, y'all win fights, y'all got belts, but y'all winning in real life, which is really what it's about. Yeah, well. That y'all can be the uh, role models to these young inner city kids, and people talk about that. You kind of talked I, about. My co I watched my coach buy a mansion, and he helped me buy a mansion. What are you talking about? We're talking about charity. Nice cars. I mean, 
in life and we have to win together. We're winning together. So at the end of the day, we're winning. But those things are helping us win. So basically, what? Despite the odds being stacked against y'all, being from Oakland, being from South Houston, y'all still winning in life. But this is the thing about it, though. I think that you don't like to talk about big cars. You don't let. You don't let. You don't let. You don't let all these other obstacles stop you from being who you are. Right. You have to push through your pain, push through your sorrow, push through all those things to be great and be successful. You can't let those things that are stacked against you hinder you because all these other things are forms of weakness. If you care about what I'm doing, you're weak, right? Why do you care what I'm doing? You should be focused on yourself and being better and getting better. And I think that- And your family. I think that that's the key element is that we all strive. We all strive to help each other and build each other. America's only as strong as the weakest individual in the country. Remember that. So that's why we always got to help everybody and push everybody up higher and keep growing and growing and growing because you're only as strong as the weakest individual. I think that's, that's a real. good. I think Thank that's you. a good way to Thank wrap this guys. up. Dope. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Sports Social Podcast Network.